0: Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, guys. Today we have a interesting episode for you called In Sheep's Clothing. And we are drinking In Sheep's Clothing I mean, it's actually, (laughs) the actual wine is called In Sheep's Clothing, and it's a Cabernet from Oregon. From Washington. Well, I mean, it's, so the grapes are from Washington, but the bottle says Oregon. Yeah. It says Dundee, Oregon. So I think it was bottled in Oregon, but the grapes are from the Columbia Valley uh, in Washington. Yeah,
1: remember last episode we talked about how Columbia Valley actually spans the two? Yeah. this is... The label is like really confusing, but the information that we found, it says that it's actually a Washington wine, like using Washington grapes.
0: Yes. So. And they're from two different AVAs, the Red Mountain AVA and the, well, I don't know how to say this. I think it's Waluki. Waluki Slope AVA. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. cool. 60% is from Red Mountain and 40% from Waluki Slope. The wine spends about ten months aging in the barrel, twenty five percent, which is new French oak. Thirteen point seven percent ABV. It's not. That's you know, on the lower of average for cab. Yeah, I think so. That's accurate. Um, Jamie's just open it up, opening it up here. Um, yeah. So it's kind of cool that yes, yes, y'all. Yeah, (laughs) and there's a sheep. Do you see? There's a sheep also yeah, on the on cork? both on
1: the top and the bottom.
0: Yeah. So there's a sheep on the on the label. He kind of looks like the sheep's that I saw in Scotland. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Let me pour you. Yeah. I was I was a fan of the sheep's in Scotland. Oh, this is 2016, by the way. Yeah, I don't think true. I said that.
1: Ooh. Is it? This is darker oh, than the other it's one. It's Darker.
0: It's got more of a garnet color
1: than the other.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Don't you
1: think? Definitely. Like, oh, definitely. This, like, the other one was so light. I mean, this is still not like. This is. I wouldn't call this like a deep wine, but Cabernet is sort of like that medium to deep, so slightly more opaque. Okay, this is smooth. All right, this. Uh, I, wind is really blowing the. Your your is it blowing your? Um, I can't your smell. Aroma?
0: <laughs> Damn <laughs> it! The wind is blowing away. Damn it! Away. It, wind. it is a beautiful day here, though. A couple Ooh, yeah, days before this fall is, hits. It's like cherry, black
1: fruits, maybe some blackberry. Just, okay, just comparing. So again, wait. <laughs> we did the same thing today that we did the last episode. So our topic is in cheap clothing as well. Like this is like a threefold episode. The wine, title of the episode, and our topic. And so those who listen to episode 112 might have heard a slight tangential rant a little bit about how doing the right thing, like going into, you know, people posting stuff on social media mm-hmm. and, like, do they do they post it because that's, like, what they really mm-hmm. are? That's how they really behave? Or are they just trying to... Project some sort of image. And I think in this episode, we're going to talk not just at that level, but kind of how it goes a little bit deeper than that with respect to social media. So um, that's where we're heading with this episode. But we also had that Washington Cabernet. And I have to say, the reason why I brought last episode up is because this wine tastes and smells way more like a Cabernet Sauvignon that I like when i think of cab this is more along those lines it's
0: a little it's it's a little bit on the lighter yeah. side for cab but it's smooth and there's a lot of fruit on this
1: there's a lot of fruit there's a little pepper in here i'm going to i don't mean like a full be- full on bell pepper but there's a little bit of that i think it's pyrazine is the ester or the whatever it's called yeah i'm picking up a little bit of that
0: yeah i mean as well on the nose yeah i mean but i'm getting a lot of fruit, like I said, blackberries. And cherries. we have some dried blueberries in here, so mm. you know those go well. I think um, dark cherry, and there is a little like I don't want to say bitterness at the end, but there's a little something. Maybe maybe it's that new oak that I'm getting kind of at the Probably end. Probably the toastiness from yeah, the oak but it's not overpowering at all. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is it's pleasant. Yeah. I got this as part of my Vino Wine Club. Um, but I think it averages about 18 bucks a bottle. Okay. So not not bad for a Cabernet
1: at all. No, definitely not. I mean, th- and so we've, we've featured like a couple less expensive Cabernet Sauvignons that, again, when we see a lot of them, sometimes it's hard to find quality ones that are mm-hmm. under like 40 or 50 bucks. Yeah. So, okay, here is a challenge. Okay. Sarah. I'll take it. I am very confused, Mm -hmm. as we already talked about how, like, the label says Oregon, but the information we found said that it's from Washington Grapes. I don't know who sells this wine or who makes this wine. On the bottle, it says it's bottled by In Sheep's Clothing. Yeah. It is listed, the 2018 vintage is listed on Maison Noir wines. Yes. Which is also familiar because... Maison uh, Noir has that uh, hand grenades, horseshoes and hand grenades. Yep, which we're going to hopefully feature on a future episode. Yep, and then even, I'm sure, since summer is like kind of, you know, nearing the end, and rosé time, I think, typically ends around the end of summer, there's that love drunk, uh, mm-hmm. Rosé that I think was really popular. I remember I used to see it all the time on the end of the shelves, like at, at yeah. the end of the aisles at grocery stores and things like that. So I I believe that is a very popular wine that is under this Maison Noir brand. But I am just so – I'm very confused because I just don't know. I, I don't know if they're still making it.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't see that I can find it online right but i mean you can find the wine itself on like vivino and stuff it yeah. looks like it's 22 dollars on vivino
1: okay yeah i don't know i mean i guess regardless like one of the so i think it's interesting some of the flavors that you called out because what we found for the 2018 actually does mention some of these similar flavors. Cassis, blueberries, black cherries, Mm -hmm. uh, new world style fruit with more of an old world style structure and a hint of wood smoke. So I feel like you kind of pulled all of that in. But it also has sort of this dried herby notes. So anise, thyme, and bay leaf.
0: I get the anise for
1: sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, again, I think that this kind of marries the two... You know, old world, new world, but it is it is more of that, I think, tip, when you drink a cab, typical cab.
0: Agreed. Agreed. So, anyway. Coo. Coo-coo. Uh, yeah, so anything else we want to talk about with, you know, Maison Noir or these AVAs?
1: So, the AVAs are interesting. I mean, the Red Mountain AVA is the smallest one in Washington. Okay. It's only about 4,000 acres, And although it's called Red Mountain, it's not actually a mountain. (laughs) Huh. It's also in sheep's clothing, goddammit. So it is actually just a steep southwest-facing slope that is between the Yakima and the Columbia River. So it's like this weird little section that's just, like, nestled in between the two. And despite, like, the proximity to that water, it is a very, very dry region.
0: Oh, okay. Um, But just like we said last time.
1: Exactly. And then the Waluki Slope AVA, it produces about 15 or makes up about 15% of Washington's acreage across the board. Mm -hmm. It is also one of the driest and warmest AVA's in Washington. And this is located, like if you're looking at a map and you have the Columbia River that sort of curves around the outer edge, the outer eastern edge of the Red Mountain AVA. It curves, it goes north and curves a little west and so it comes up on the west side of the Waluki Slope AVA. So, this is just north and like slightly west from the Red Mountain AVA. So you kind of get a sense of like the proximity there. Okay, cool. Uh, that's. But that's about it. I I hesitate to say much about Maison Noir because I don't know if they're really involved.
0: I mean, it's it's if you labeled as the producer in when you look it up online, right? So. And they
1: had it. They had a site for it.
0: Yeah. It looks like it's founded by a sommelier, Andre Houston Mack, in 2007.
1: I swear I've heard of this guy. Oh, really? Yeah. I think um, he's been interviewed on some other wine-centric podcasts.
0: Okay. And he was making t-shirts as well, <laughs> I guess. Yep. Um, but <laughs> he's been awarded the prestigious title of the Best Young Sommelier in America, um, he worked at French Laundry, which is like the Aww. world-renowned restaurant in California. Sure, um, that'll help
1: you make a name for
0: yourself. Yeah, definitely. So, he actually s- he wanted to make make wine forever and ever, and decided to do it in two thousand seven. Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's there's not too much on him, but. You know, that's what I could find. I guess his wines are a unique and distinctive type of garage wines, initially created for some of the New York's best restaurants. Um, really like inspired his apparel. The T-shirts are inspired by like punk, punk and hip hop scenes, reminiscent of like skateboard company apparel of the '90s. I think that's, that's accurate. That's kind of cool.
1: Wait, you said it's a garage wine.
0: Yeah, so not like make... I don't think it means that they made it in their garage, uh, which is what I... I, When I hear garage wine, I just envision people, like, you know, crushing grapes in their garage, but no. Um, I think it's, like, something to do with a group of winemakers in, like, the Bordeaux region who, like, were were making a traditional style of red Bordeaux Bordeaux wine in the
1: mid-'90s. It's also called, like van de garage or garagiste okay maybe i'm pronouncing that with too much flourish but there are some very interesting points on wikipedia about this so garage wineries produce small lots of limited production wines i i'm not quite sure because i think this wikipedia thing is like a little like snooty against uh garage wines yes huh And basically saying for red wines, it means that they make like bigger, bolder, fruitier wines, often with sometimes a higher alcohol content, Mm -hmm. but that it's a more pronounced oak taste with some residual sugar. So this is the part that gets like really funky. And I think that some winemakers would be pretty pissed off about it, (laughs) is that they say that... Um, some argue that these types of wines will not age well and they don't reflect the terroir of the region oh. nor the typicity of the grape varieties used. Oh yikes. Well, I would say hands down that if this is indeed deemed a garage wine, it do- I think that this actually does capture the typicity of cab. It might be like have slight variation to it, but again, I feel like this is more in like the line of like typical Cabernet Sauvignon. So uh, I'm not sure, but I'm glad that we learned yeah. something new about mine. me too. <laughs> it's learning for us too. It it is, for sure. I'm always learning on this podcast, man. Always learning. There's always more to learn. Always. Um all right. Do we wanna jump into uh our topic? Yes. The please. other in sheep's clothing. Yes. So last last time last time I said that we could just go like I really could get into a soapbox thing about how I feel people perceive or what they do with social media. So we kind of were talking last time about like doing the right thing, like wearing that hat and like, but the question is, do people really do the right thing for the right reasons or are they just doing it because it looks good to their audience, to their social media connections because they want to be perceived in a particular way? It's true. I can't not. I, I always question this, Sarah. Always, so um, we could take this a lot of different ways. I don't know how you wanna, so float through it all. So I think there's two facets to this. Okay. The first one is
0: in cheap's clothing, as in like, you know, people are out on, on like you said, on social media, and they're making, they're making an image of themselves, right? like so much so that we now use filters for our pictures and and so much so that people are actually pursuing plastic surgery to look like their filters Mm
1: -hmm. and things like
0: that yeah did you not know that i did not know that that. yeah
1: but but now i feel like we need to do like revisit that zero manipulation yeah uh
0: (laughs) Mm uh-huh the nipping nipping and tucking so my goodness so that is you know one facet is that like what you're seeing on social media is really not representative of the person and their life. It's they're just showing you bits and pieces.
1: They show you what you what they want you to see. Yeah,
0: and how much prep goes into like taking the perfect picture now or the perfect like live insta or like whatever you're doing,
1: you know? <laughs> yes. I and it's I'm, like, I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about the influencers. I've heard yeah. of like There are some people who just, like, film those influencers on Instagram. Yeah. Like, spending 20 minutes, like, pausing traffic, like, standing in the middle of the street to take the the coolest picture. It's like... Yeah. People have fucking lives. Like, we need to, like, get going. Exactly. Okay.
0: And it's just... It's taken over, right? And so, there's that... There's that... There's that aspect. Uh Uh-huh. What's the other one? The other one is... Is... What is social media actually doing so we think it's a tool like most of us have been using it to like connect with people and blah 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 and like it seems very innocent you know it seems like super innocent but really so social media is actually a front so like that <laughs> it's is like the mob yes <laughs> like the is. deli is yes. like the front
1: for the mob or so something.
0: it is in sheep's clothing that their true intentions are not being shown And really, what it is is that we, we users of social media, are being psychologically manipulated, and it's all about making money through advertisements and things and things that you don't even know you're doing because it's become so ingrained that it's just second nature now. So those are my two. Those are the two. Okay, those are the two facets. Yeah, those are the two facets. And
1: should we tackle the the? Self image,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm
1: willing to start with the persona, the online persona. I'm gonna call it the online persona, um, and then we can get into the social media conglomerates. Um, okay, so okay, social networking. Like, do you remember when this started? Mm
0: -hmm. I feel like this
1: is gonna date us. (laughs) Well, and I feel like we've actually talked about this before on the podcast. I think that we have, but I feel like the like we we can't not talk about like where it started and or where it really kind of got hooked um and then what it's become so yeah. like i remember at my college like my university i got this during finals week my freshman year mm-hmm. and we were one of the you know earliest schools to be on facebook and i'm just talking facebook right now yeah because i i ultimately think that that like kind of launched everything agreed and so that I remember like when we were talking about this before we started recording but you in order to be on that platform and face join the Facebook as it was back then you had to be a college student yeah and you had to have I mean I wonder if like we had to like register with our actual like college email address
0: yeah we did I remember having to choose my university and having to have a university
1: email yeah and then it was expanding to all of the universities which is great because i think the whole point was like then let's connect you to your friends who are, don't necessarily go to your school like
0: you were in high school with people and now you're all in different colleges yeah. and so you're connecting
1: exactly but they had this rule that you had to be over the age of 18 as mm-hmm. well
0: mm-hmm.
1: well now they don't even have that freaking rule and so I feel like they've just expanded these things. I honestly question, like, the morality of some of that, whether that is actually a smart decision. And, you know, does it, are we looking out for the benefit of the kids because that's what they are? Or are we, like, just really focusing on, like, the bottom line for the company? But anyway, so... That's what it started out as, just like college kids trying to like reconnect with people. And honestly, we couldn't even do shit on the platform back then. Yeah, you like poked somebody, which was like to say hi. Yeah, or maybe, maybe you like maybe you like posted stuff, just like updates, pictures.
0: Pictures. Pictures.
1: That's honestly like what it was for. And so now, social network is one a person's connection to other people in the real world. And two, a platform that supports online communication. But it's certainly more used as in the second sense, I think. And there are a couple articles from Psychology Today that really kind of start to speak to this. And um, this one called Social Networking. Um, says that the internet provides an opportunity, I would say a stage, mm-hmm. for anyone to create an online identity, connect with individuals, acquire knowledge, and share ideas and information virtually. And this is a comment that I thought was really, I don't know, it just state, it was stated really well. as saying that one's presence is represented on social media by shared comments, photos, videos, and other images. So you the representation of yourself is based on what you again, put out there, what you reshare, like posts that you that you saw that you reshared to your own wall, um, the comments that you make to other people's posts. Mm-hmm. you know, what other videos, images we can now do live video on Facebook too and Instagram, so not just limiting it to Facebook, but so that, you know, and I would argue, <laughs> Does what you post really 100% reflect who you are as an individual and as a person? No. Right. It's scratching the surface. I would hope. I would hope. Maybe not for all. But it's like you you can't have a conversation like this. I mean, I feel like half of what happens online with all of this is attacking.
0: (laughs) And, like... There's a lot of that now, especially with the political landscape.
1: Yeah. But
0: also, there is an image portrayal, like we said. And, like, you have people who, like, it was a very good example was this woman posted, like, her and her family, like, playing in the pool, in their pool, looking like they're having a great time. Mm hmm And if you're looking at that and you're, like, not feeling great or whatever, and you're like, wow, look at this. Person, they have they everything. Have pool, they have everything. They're so happy. Like, and she was saying how that was just a sliver of like the day. Like, her and her husband got in a huge fight. The kids were like totally acting up, and like it was a disaster. And that was like ten minutes of the evening. But really like they were all just, you know, at each other's throats and it was just not a good day. And she's like, probably
1: like, that's why I have to document it because it's like the nicest ten minutes of well, the Well it just
0: <laughs> it shows that like that picture is just a moment in time. You don't really right. know what's going on in people's lives and they are only showing you the parts they want to. Thank you. So like yes. they're not they're not gonna like take the pic they're not gonna take the picture of the video of like the late night
1: arguments or like
0: you know, I don't think whoever you're
1: arguing with would really appreciate that either.
0: Or bargaining with your kids or whatever you're doing. or being exhausted. Like, no one... Like, people do. Some people do document that stuff. But for the most part, that's not what social media is about. And so I think what it does is it creates this false image. And then it creates definitely, like, gaps between people. Because yep. I, there's so much, like... I'm not good enough. And everyone starts feeling, there's so much Inadequate. isolation. There's so much isolation these days. Yeah. So much depression and anxiety.
1: Yes, that's it. I was going to say that by, and again, sorry, I don't mean for this to be like a post all year, you know, bear it all to social media and all of this stuff. I- I'm not telling you what to post or what not to post, but the thing is that people place so much emphasis on what is on social media that they themselves start to develop these like mental insecurities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, I mean, people post what they want. People people want to remember and want to share like the good times, right? Yeah. So let's like be conscious of the fact that nobody has all good times. All Yeah. Th- like, come on. That yeah. is not fucking real, people. Like, let's use a an ounce of, an ounce of realism to understand and come to the conclusion ourselves. Like, this is but, like you said, a glimpse into a person's life. Yeah. And one moment in time.
0: Yep. And, you know, I think there's more depression and anxiety than ever because we are replacing in person. And I know with COVID, it's, it's different now. I, I get it. But, like... This was a problem pre-COVID. Oh, this a is, yeah, percent. for sure. We have been replacing in-person relationships and real interactions with social media. And that's where there's an, there's just, it's just, it, humans have never done that. Yeah. That is not what we are. That's not how we were built. Relationships have to be like, we are, we are pack type animals. Like we are. People don't we, know how to
1: interact with people anymore.
0: No. They don't. And we've talked about this with, like, tribe and stuff. Yep. People are meant to have – you're meant to have your tribe. You're meant to have your group. You're meant to have people that you can listen to and and, and confide in and really, like, you know, you're not meant to be sitting in front of a screen and having, like, being like, how many likes am I going to get? And, like, you know, and scroll, 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 pause. Scroll, scroll, scroll. You know? That is not what we're meant to do, and I think it's a huge problem. And so, like, I agree yes, in sheep's clothing, in the sense that, like, you need to not think that what people are actually portraying on the internet is who they really are.
1: Um. So one, th- okay, I had to like question this a little bit. So there was again another article that on Psychology Today, but they it had specifically mentioned called social delusion. But it specifically mentioned this Canadian philosopher who was um, notable in the study of media theory in general. Uh, His name is Marshall McLuhan or something of that nature. He says, media was not a transparent medium that despite the distortions baked into such structures, we act within the available avenues. Key phrase, media is not a transparent medium. We don't know, like, again, it is, again, but just an image and just what people want to put out there. Yeah. So I think that, I think that it's really interesting that the shape that social media has taken, because, like, we had media in general, right? And we know that there's always spins and there's, you know, they lean towards in different ways, like news and everything. Yeah. And then there's media, like television, entertainment. Yeah. Right? yeah um newspaper things like that sources for art etc right but social media it's different yeah is different and I would argue it probably has taken on a different concept than what it really was originally developed for or what was envisioned for it exactly and so I think that there now you know you mentioned like all of the scrolling and stuff and I think that we're used to I've said it so many times before, and we've talked about it on a number of podcasts. But like, it's so much about like instant gratification and wanting to see like very involved in others' mm-hmm. lives. That, and and actually, now that you mentioned tribe again, I'm I'm curious. And like, you remember Dunbar's number? Like, the concept of it, I think it was something, like, you have, like, I don't know if it was, like, 100 or, like, maximum 200. But basically, there's, like, a certain number of people that can be in your tribe and around you. Mm -hmm. And so, and you can't go over that. Like, in order to have, like, meaningful relationships. Relationships, Right? Well, I mean, I will admit, I have, I think I have over a thousand friends, if you will, on Facebook. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know, Right. Because I was part of Facebook when it first started and I was at a relatively small university where everyone pretty much like friended everybody. Yeah. So do I talk to all those people? No. Do I need feel the need to be involved or up to speed on every single facet of their life? No. Mm-hmm. I could probably go through and delete a bunch of people, but that would take time and I just don't – I don't have the time for that. But anyway – so just thinking about that and it's like do but do we really feel like we need to be that involved in other people's lives like social media extends that opportunity and the other question is do we really need to have validation or that many people involved in every aspect of our own lives like I think about if people post that they have a prop like if people post for like oh a recommendation to go when I go visit this place or whatever like that's fine. I mean, yeah. people would ask friends for recommendations anyway. Yeah. You have a bigger community. I get that, but not like my life is. Well, I will tell you. There was. I saw some girl post about her cervix dilation, and I was just like, uh, "Delete that friendship. Don't need to know about your fucking cervix dilation. Don't need to know about your labor pains." You should be focusing on, A, your own cervix dilation and your own labor pains and trying to get through all of that sans social media. And
0: that's the other thing that I'm so surprised at is, like, sometimes I read what people post and I'm like, why are you even on the internet right now? Yeah. Yes. Like, if you're in labor, like, be
1: focusing on that. If you're, like... I feel like we can no longer focus as a society because of the scrolling. Yes. Because we have so many distractions all of the time. And this is what social media has done. And I think, I don't know if you agree, I think that this might be like a good segue into like the the social media conglomerates themselves because that's what we get. We get constant... Interruptions. We get constant advertisements. Mm-hmm. We get constant. Oh, did you did you vote yet? Well, who's collecting that fucking information? Mm-hmm. Did you register to vote? I'm not gonna fucking say if I'm registered. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I am, but I'm I don't need to publish that. And they're like, your options are to say, no, I'm not. I need to register now, or post it on post it on your wall. N- nope. Yeah. The, I'm not choosing either of those options. Exactly. It's no one's business. It's nobody's business. I don't give a fuck what you think about. Like, me and myself, if, yeah. you, if I did, like, then you and I could have a conversation about it. Right, exactly. I'm not going to have a debate on social media platform about yeah. it. Sorry. I feel like it, I, it, it, like, just snowballs. Like, this conversation itself just, like, it's a topic that is not, like, a small topic. It's like the tip of the iceberg, and it just can only, like, unfurl more. Or you start digging a hole, yeah. and it just keeps going and going and going
0: keeps going i Um, know yeah okay okay so as we kind of go into this other aspect of in sheep's clothing i need to put a plug in for there is a documentary that just came out on netflix called the social dilemma now admittedly i haven't gotten through the whole thing yet but holy shit (laughs) everyone watch it watch it
1: Wait, is are, are the social media giants getting the money for that, though? I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. But you need to
0: watch it because it is so eye-opening. Not that we didn't know at least that. And if you didn't think that this was going on at least partially, then I'm sorry. You're just dumb. But, like...
1: <laughs> like, open your eyes a little bit. Yeah. It, it's not yeah. that hard to see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So... It's basically like all these people who helped create social media. So like for example, the co inventor of the Facebook life like button. Um, the pres the president of Pinterest, not current, but used Former. to be mm-hmm. um, like people who helped with Google, the Instagram creators, like they're all being like it's a documentary with all of these people and they're just like talking.
1: Okay. And is it like a round table or they have like no they sort of like individual go like in one-offs. and out
0: of different kind of you know them talking and then explaining backgrounds of things and that okay, kind of thing.
1: Okay, okay. And
0: it's really a combination of social media and surveillance capitalism. So how all of this is is so negative to our lives and society. And how basically they're facilitating an addiction through psychological manipulation in order to earn billions of dollars, okay? In a nutshell. It's that's it. <laughs> that's all Eh. so like some important points that I I mean I was sitting and I actually like typed out some of these exact quotes um, as we as I was like listening to this okay alright there are only two industries that call their customers users and that's illegal drugs and software
1: oh my god I have never thought about that. You never
0: go into a clothing store and they're like, hello, what type of shirt are you using today? Wow.
1: I never thought about how user was So, like,
0: (laughs) this, I know. And I, I was listening to this, like, I don't remember what she was, psychologist or somebody that they're interviewing and, or not really interviewing, they're just talking, right? And she's talking about how, like, social media is so you are, you like you were the person you were what's being sold. Uh-huh. So it's not, you know, like everything else where there's an actual like commodity. Like there's money exchange for a commodity. Yeah. There isn't that because you you are the one who's the commodity. And that that is that is a fucking problem, right? So I, like because they're basically what they've done is they've and I don't want to give too much away. I need you guys to watch this.
1: Well, and you've but scratched the surface of this I as haven't well. Even finished yeah, it, right. I
0: still have like forty five. And minutes I don't an have left. Netflix,
1: so well, I need to. You can come over and watch <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're talking about how like you know they're controlling the population because they're basically. The manipulation that you don't even, you don't even, you don't even know it's happening to the point where, like, for example, when you learn to tie your shoe or, like, yeah. go to the bathroom or whatever. No, like, it's instinct that you are doing things that you're not even thinking about doing. Now. Right? Yes. Now. After you Because learned. we've learned them. Like, yeah. Like, riding a bike, for example. That's sure. a good example. Like, you get on a bike, are you thinking about, like, balancing? Are you thinking about, like... No, it's like peddling. muscle memory. Yes, right. Exactly. Yeah. Are you thinking about, or even driving a car?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you really put? I hope you. I hope we're thinking about behind hope. the wheel, but
0: but do you put thought into what way your clicker goes between right. left and right? No, you don't put thought into that because you just know I'm going left, you know, and your thumb just automatically yeah. does it. The same with like there's a red light. Like do you have to like consciously be like, oh my gosh, there's a red light. Put your foot on the brake. No. You know.
1: Those synapses exist, and so it happens quicker than when you were starting out. So, yes. Of course.
0: You've learned, like, you can be listening to a podcast, which I hope you're doing when you're driving, (laughs) or, you know, talking to your mom. But not drinking while driving. Exactly. Talking to your mom, and you still know to stop. Okay? Those are things that we have, they're innate. We know them now because we've learned them. What social media has been doing is basically trying to make the behaviors that you do in social media like that. Like these very subtle learned behaviors that you don't even know that you pick up your phone and you start scrolling
1: automatically.
0: Automatically and you don't even know and that you're pausing and clicking and this and that and liking and it's just it's like driving a car. It's like riding a bike. It's like tying your shoe. You're not even thinking about it. It's just happening.
1: It's just happening. God, it's such a scary thing because to me, that means that like our, our own like will and desire to do something, our own actions are, they're not actually our own actions any longer because it is, it's manipulation. It's almost like, like subliminal messaging. I'll just use that as an example. Yeah. Because it's like the subliminal messaging was there or created so that you would, whoa, that's gusty. The subliminal messaging, it was designed so that you could be... It's, it was a marketing ploy, an advertising ploy, so yeah. that you wouldn't know that you were being targeted for something, but you sure as hell would pick up on it. And so it would seem like subconscious. You had no recollection of it. That is what this is, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, it's it's so true. And so the whole point... Why are, why are they doing that? The whole point is because... So everything, and this is something they made very clear, everything you're doing is being watched. Google, <laughs> Facebook, they know...
1: When you say being watched, explain to monitored. what that means. So mm-hmm. they know
0: how long you've like, you know, paused at a certain post. Mm-hmm. They know how long it takes you to scroll. They know what you're Googling. Everything, they know where you are. Everything that you see as an ad is tailored to you.
1: Mm-hmm. And so... And... Not just to your single device. If you access your accounts mm-hmm. across multiple devices, it will track information from all of your devices. And so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I was on my computer and I looked at something and then literally picked up my phone and the next ad that I saw was for something that I... It yeah. had come up when I when I Googled yeah. like a company for something.
0: And that's because... I re- and then so here's where the other thing is that you think... Is okay, but it's actually also doing this. as your email?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. And so,
0: like, you got Gmail or something like I have Gmail. Most of us do, you know. Or you has or whatever. Gmail. Yeah, it's all being all of it is you know work together, and scary what, man. What was a first? See, this does
1: deserve like you need a lot of wine. A for lot of this.
0: wine. I know what first was started to be like a good thing because technology is a good
1: thing right yeah I would agree
0: yeah and what was first started to be a good thing has turned into and even these people are like we thought we were doing good and not anymore like not anymore it's a monster it's a monster that they Um, can't stop yeah and so there's some things like that they said that I thought were really interesting all right tell us like, we've moved away from having a tool-based tech environment, so technology was supposed to be tools for to make our lives easier and to help and things like that, and now it's a psychological manipulation tech environment. So technology is really being used to manipulate, manipulate humanity. Um, that if you want to control the population of the country, there has never been a tool more better to do that than Facebook. Holy shit, if we think about the elections and all that, Like, do we realize that we're probably being manipulated, even on who you're going to vote for,
1: Sarah? I mean, I think that
0: is insane
1: that the president
0: of the country could be impacted
1: from Facebook. Yes. What? Wait, but tell me, you—that's what all of that, all of this is going on. And I could go back to this whole virtue signaling thing too, because people are judging you based on like what you have or got god what you haven't posted yeah that's i could we could flip back to I that know. too but no i think it, this is this is the scary thing because it means that people are using social media as their form of information their source of information and i i'm i'm going to admit it i and i've said it before on our episodes I don't always, like, click through and read through full articles. Like, sometimes if I if it's just a headline, I'll say, oh, yeah, I saw this headline. Yeah. Acknowledging that it is but a headline. Right. Headlines are meant to be attention-grabbing for a reason. So they right. are written in a particular way in order to grab your attention to read the full thing. Yeah. Now, that does not mean that that is what is really included in the article. Mm-hmm. But I think that we need to be conscious of the fact that Yes, we are now people are now using these like reposts of people's whatever s- statistics, these images that have been oh, I just hit my microphone. These images that have ever that have been created mm-hmm. are is there any veracity to those images? like who who's the who started it? And is it verified? I mean, a verified validated source. What happened to us requiring that in order to find information to use to make an educated? decision for ourselves
0: i don't know it's crazy and something else i mean like this makes me depressed <laughs> i don't and like something else they say is that this this is a checkmate on humanity yeah my god that's so fucked up it is fucked up <laughs> like this whole generation that's more anxious and depressed is is because of social media and we've talked about this before but like you have the inventors of saying, we need to put a stop to this. But and they so, can't. We can't. There's got to be something. How? I, I mean, what if everyone just stopped doing social media for a
1: day? Can you imagine? I mean, yeah. I we, think that would like, be very interesting. Social everyone media on free date.
0: Everyone goes on a break. Can you imagine? I wonder, like, how much money would be lost.
1: A lot. Is probably an understatement, and I say that just by the fact on like, think of how long like the economies, economies have been closed because of decisions and things that have been going on recently, and like think of the impact there. We talked about the funds that it costs to house the homeless in New York. Yeah, and so, and that's like for like a day. What was it? It was like two. It was three hundred
0: and fifty dollars per. Per people. Right. For one day.
1: Right. And that was one day, and that was... um, I think it was Mm 13,000 homeless people, Mm -hmm. which is like... I remember doing the math back then. I want to say it's like $2.7 million. Yeah. And that is... I don't even remember what the actual figure was, but it was definitely well over Mm -hmm. $2 million. For a day. So if social media didn't have the people posting on it and the ads being clicked
0: that's what it is
1: and that that's 100% what it is And th- and I've noticed too on social media like I'll scroll through some things and then it's like the same five things like reappear yeah like they repeat but why Like, I mean, like, people's posts, like, the same thing. I'm like, is this a glitch in the program? Yeah,
0: I don't know. I've noticed that, too, and I don't know what the deal is with that. Facebook, get your shit together. There's a reason for it, though. There's got... You're right. Don't think there's not a reason. You
1: have to ask the question, why? And I think maybe this is, like, the, the big thing of it all is, like, I feel like as a society, we no longer question anything. Yeah. And so, I mean, questioning... That is one of the benefits of being a human who can think for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you can and you should be questioning things. Right, exactly. And it should lead you to want to become more informed or to have an actual dialogue, mm-hmm. not just an attack, mm-hmm. a dialogue yeah, uh, between two people. And so, like, the, I, but I feel like we don't do that anymore because if somebody asks a question or maybe just, like, or questions what the, what seems to be, like, a majority opinion, they're they're immediately shamed. They're attacked. They're shamed for thinking outside the box. They are shamed. How do you think that any of these, like, social media platforms ever came into existence anyway? You had to think outside the fucking box. Well,
0: and then that goes back to the first thing you were talking about with just people. I mean, because that's not Facebook's fault. I mean, that's just people. it's not. And the thing is, is that, like, it's... It's ridiculous that, like, no one can express their opinion anymore without, like... Like, just be kind to each other. Just because you disagree doesn't mean that it has to turn into, like, this whole fucking thing.
1: I agree that people can disagree. Yes. You can. You should. And I think... You
0: can agree to disagree, and it can be okay.
1: Yes. But the other thing, too, that, like, they're shaming, but then it's like... So you can't post. You can't question. You can't you know, actually have your own freaking opinion because God forbid that you do. And so then it becomes all those people who are just reposting the same shit and doing this virtue signaling, which is also a mind-blowing situation. And it's just putting out there... That you are trying to demonstrate to your audience that you are a good character and you have certain morals. But who is defining what those good quality characteristics what those good quality characteristics are or what you know the norms are? The number of likes you get. The number exactly. The number of likes, but also, Sarah, I think that this goes it's ties hand in hand with the social media platforms mm-hmm. and what they're putting out there. And like you said, about the politics I think that everything is politically fueled at this point, mm-hmm. at this day and age. And if you don't comment on the politics, then you're not commenting enough. But I think that that is unfair because I think some people just don't want to or don't feel comfortable commenting on the politics. And I don't think that people should be badgered for not not falling in that line that someone else thinks is appropriate. Yeah. But I don't... I- yeah, I mean, it's it, – the virtue signaling thing I just thought was really interesting. It is really
0: interesting because be- it's like – you're right. Like, who's making these decisions on who's be- – no one knows Instagram's algorithm mm-hmm. on what oh, yeah. gets, like, pumped up to the front. And who, right. You know, there's all these things online about how to make yourself more visible on Instagram, but no one really knows how. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It and is. Facebook owns Instagram. It's so it's all, it's all fucked
1: up, man. I mean, and then you go to like, I don't even know what all of them are. TikTok.
0: So t- Snapchat. did you hear about what's
1: happening with TikTok? No what?
0: So Trump is supposed to like, ban, he was gonna like ban new TikTok videos from being uploaded or some shit like that because it's a China-based platform. Well, and so like, it, because he thought, wait, isn't
1: it getting bought out?
0: Uh, that I don't know. But, like, he, he's saying that, like, there's potentially, like, spying or, like, you know, something through TikTok. So, oh yeah. Well. I think it's starting today. We are recording on Sunday, uh, September 20th. And I believe it starts today. So, really? Because apparently China, they're saying China's collecting data through TikTok. And that basically there is a malicious collection of American citizens' personal data and so he's blocking it. I mean, listen, I'm no Trump fan, but I can't and at first when I was like he's gonna block people from doing something that they I was like, That seems totally
1: But not okay. but then you go to the side that I mean People people want privacy. People don't want their information being sold or being used against them. Well,
0: it's much different because, like, if it's happening with Facebook or whatever, obviously not okay, but those are U.S.-based companies, so it's not necessarily, like, this is, like, something that's against the United States. Mm-hmm. They're saying that China's doing this as a security risk and... A
1: national security it's risk. a
0: national security problem, so... A global security problem. So yeah, so that's isn't that insane. <sighs> yes, yes. But I mean, I I have to agree with Trump on this one. I there are I some. I think it's I think it's the right move. I mean, at first I was like, how in how could you like like how is this appropriate? How is this appropriate? Like this is, takes away any everything from de- like from democracy, right? And freedom. But then I'm like, oh yeah, it kinda
1: makes sense. I mean. I mean again, so there's the whole everybody wants privacy, but everybody wants to post everything mm-hmm. and have everybody intimately familiar with what the goings-ons are. But right? like
0: if you but, if you think about it, if someone wanted to hack into our national security, what's the best way to do it? Through a freaking <laughs> social, social media, media platform. App. Yeah. Because everyone's gonna get into it. So like they can probably access all this other stuff on your phone through that. Like so it totally makes sense. Like of like they're not dumb. No, right? So like it makes sense and I I support it. Like get rid of this shit. Like listen, Facebook and all that, you know, I'm I like I said there's obviously huge issues, but like this is a much bigger scale even than that. If I
1: think it's and Okay. Or more of an immediate threat, I should say that. Yeah, So I think that it's interesting. I think that there is one thing that we, you know, should at least acknowledge here on the podcast. Like, we are a podcast. We do, to some extent, use social media platforms. It's true. Right? But I, and I think that this also then, it's like the question like, but what is social media? So our pod, is podcast, is a podcast considered social media? Or are we talk, ah, I but I feel like so, we're talking like- mostly about like actual platforms where he- individuals post. Right, I was gonna say I don't think that podcast
0: is considered social media because then you could say that radio and movie and TV and none of those that's are. media.
1: They're media, They're media, platforms, but not, social, but not media. social media.
0: I think that we use social media to like showcase our podcast. That is true. However me and you have really taken the stance on like we don't we don't put a lot of dollars behind it right we just kind of put it out there and if people want to like it and be part of it then great and if not then that's fine too i think that there's a lot of podcasts out there where there's a lot of money that is pumped behind them and that's through through social media yeah that gets them to the top and that's fine
1: right i was gonna yeah i was gonna say like i mean to each his own like that's totally fine And I think that there, that is also a difference like behind like why we have this podcast and why other people have Mm -hmm. podcasts. Like there, there's different like decisions and, and reasons to go into this endeavor. I mean, it's not. Well, it's,
0: this isn't our livelihood and for some people it is. It is
1: Correct. Correct. So yeah. So I mean, different, I think the, and maybe that's the point is like there are different considerations depending upon your need your purpose and you know it's like it it it's not a one size fits all like mm-hmm. that's the one thing that I think maybe I just kind of want to get across like having everybody have the same like be have the same exact mindset I feel like that's being a lemming I don't think that that's being like yes. an individual oh, great word of the use lemming. oh great thanks. Use. Thanks. Thanks. Sorry, not
0: great word. Great use of the <laughs> word lemming.
1: Thanks. Uh-huh. But I feel like we, as America, it's meant to be a union of individuals, yeah. right? And I think that that is sort of what we all used to pride ourselves on as opposed to kind of wanting to have a label for everything and wanting to be fitting into everything and wanting to subscribe to these certain ideals for these groups or these labels. Which I think is where we're getting, in seg- like, going into the whole, like, we're posting what people want, what we want people to see so that we would fit those molds, so that we yeah. would fit those ideals. Yeah. And I think we're losing some of that individuality here because it's no longer driving, like, what we're doing.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I don't know. I feel like we've gone a lot of different places we with this. Have. But I think that it's like you you can't not because everything's ingrained. And again, not to say that there's not a role for social media, but yeah. I think that, you know, kind of what you called out with that social dilemma, which I, I really think that we need to watch this together because no, we I don't have Netflix. Do. But but there is a role and a reason why these things were created. And it has sort of snowballed and it's like a runaway train almost like it started down this path it picked up momentum which is awesome and it really got to a sweet spot but then all of a sudden it like hit a speed and it can't come back from that yeah it can't slow down it can only go forward it can't change tracks and that I think is the scary part about it and I think that is kind of frightening because of what you said like we it's Apparently, like we don't even control like what we think anymore, what it's we do. It's true, and we think about like, okay,
0: and not to offend parents out there that are that do this, but like, you put your kids' stuff out there, and guess what? They can't make the decision on whether or not they want that. And so years later, when they're adults, like, their stuff's out there. That was not the case for us. Thank we God. Made the deci- thank, thank God. God. But we made the decision to post certain pictures. These kids aren't making the decision to put their stuff out there. And so for the rest of their life, their life is documented. And they don't even know it.
1: They're, and?
0: their kids. Like. And?
1: Don't you think that these kids are growing up thinking that social media is the end-all, be-all? Well, and yeah, what but gets I'm posted? talking about no, like when I, you're, the, like,
0: three and four. Yeah. And
1: like, I mean... But, but at eight, even, you don't... Yes. They don't have a sense of, like, what this means, like, down no. down the road. No. And I... I I find that to be really scary. I mean, I've even Mm -hmm. seen people, like, you know how you can check in places? Yeah. I've seen people actually have their home address as a check-in. Oh, God. That's so dumb. And I'm like... I'm sorry. If you do that, you're just dumb again. And I pray that they have a private account, but still, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You mean, you even heard that you were found and linked on something. And and you're like, oh, what? I
0: have... You guys... I went at great lengths to make my profile private. Do you know how hard it is these days to figure that out? It took me, I swear to God, two hours. And I thought that all my pictures were, like, only friends could see. It turns out, like, pictures you posted, I forgot, like, older ones, they didn't have that same setting. So you have to go back and look at all your old pictures and either, like, make them private or delete them or do something. I had to go one by one. One stop, and then did
1: you have a glass of wine or a bottle of wine with you while you were doing that? Because that is like
0: the only way to make that. I was on a mission. I'm like, I gotta get this. I, I gotta like. They don't some make of it easy. Stuff. They don't make it easy, and that's the other. And thing. And it's
1: not intuitive. You would think. I mean, there were even things like I was trying to find something for our own podcast Facebook page, and I was just like, I don't know where to go for this. Like, where where do I find yeah, this information? So a social
0: media platform that has made it so easy to do so many things does not make it easy to manage your own account and make things private. And I remember that it used to be easier.
1: Yeah. So I
0: don't think that that's not intentional.
1: (laughs) I'm with you on the double negative. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I think they have the option out there, but they're not making it easy to find and they're not advertising it.
1: No, they are not. Um, it's in all of that fine print, guys. Fine print is there for a reason, and it's important to read. Um, okay, I feel like again, I feel like we could talk about this forever. For like, uh, I know days on end. Should we go back to the wine? Yes, let's do it. Okay, okay. I feel like our DB peeps understand how we feel about this situation and what it's become. And again, not to say there isn't a time and place, but we need to be more thoughtful about
0: Everyone watch things. Social Dilemma. I'm going to finish it. I know I'm going to have Jamie over to watch it. If you don't have Netflix, find a friend. Someone I'll does. Find a friend. You know, you got you got a
1: thousand of them on Facebook. Exactly. Right? Um okay, so this wine, again, I I really You know, I dug I kind of dug the wine from last week or last episode, but
0: this is this is not to compare. True. But this is a this is I I think it's um, smoother. It's a it's. It does have
1: a smokier edge though. Uh,
0: I would I would say mm, I don't think it's a smokier edge. I think that it's just a more it's a more drinkable wine. The other one was like kind of in your face, like you know, it was really good with like chocolate. And oh like yeah,
1: that's like, right. We did yeah we did talk about that after we ate. We this p- is more of a too. this
0: is more of a easy sipper.
1: Oh, so yeah, actually, you could drink this like, I think with you could or just without.
0: Drink this with or without food, and I think the other one I really preferred it like with something.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I yeah, I, I fall on, I fall into that category. Yeah, this
0: seems more like, you know, just hanging out on my patio on a fall day, sipping on some wine.
1: I do get the cherry. I do. I, it's slightly darker. Like the black cherry,
0: mm-hmm. I'm really getting the blackberry. It's still
1: too. the the interesting thing, though, and maybe this is maybe this is what we need to look for in the future. But like, mm-hmm. you know me, I love like the heavier yeah reds, and yeah. so this is still a little light in my opinion. Yeah, but like definitely more leaning towards like the slightly. It's not like full bodied by any means. I definitely say it's. I would say it's medium. Medium, but. Um, I think it's, it's a good, it's a good red wine for those who have friends who don't typically like, like the super dark inky. Yeah, no, it's
0: a nice, it's a, yeah. it's a nice segue wine it's too. It's good, and, yeah. yeah. And I think we've said that about some other wines before, I think so too, yeah. I, I think that this is definitely that. And also for the price point, I mean, 20-ish bucks for a good cab, you bad. know, Washington grapes. It's not bad. That's
1: not bad. I'll so take it.
0: Maybe this wine. Is more than what In Sheep's Clothing represents.
1: <laughs> if you can fucking find it. Yeah.
0: True story. <laughs> Although I did see it at the store the other day. so Oh, did you?
1: Maybe yeah. we got to pick up a new bottle and just see like where... where. Yeah.
0: And what year they're selling now. What vintage they have now.
1: It's very windy again. All right. Well, until next time we're DB next Peeps. next
0: time. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Be safe out there on the internet.
1: Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your
0: questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time.
1: Cheers from the girls of DBP.